From the first time Billy walked into my office until the last time I saw him, there was such a huge change. He was smiling, he was talking to the other residents, and he just seemed to really be coming out of his shell and healing. I also had set him up with a high-dollar psychiatrist, who he went and saw every week. Then, last week, I noticed the grass was getting long, and there was a few complaints at the desk, and Billy was missing. Worried, I got the keys and went into his apartment, hoping I wouldn't find the worst, but when I walked in, I was shocked. Everything was still there, but there was a note on the table. William, thank you for everything you have done for me. I have gotten an opportunity of a lifetime, and I'm going to jump on it. It's out of the state, so I doubt our paths will cross again. But you were absolutely amazing, and I will never forget you, Billy. Something stunk. I didn't mean plug your nose stink. I mean something was totally not right. I marched right back to my office to pull up his information and do what I should have done in the first place. I looked him up. After a few calls and some internet research, I sat back in my chair in complete and utter shock. They have never had a William Channel. They had never heard of him. They didn't even have anyone in the past five years that had a baby and a wife die, and never within a week. I placed my head in my hands. This was my fault. Shame on me. Why? Why didn't I look him up immediately? I always do. Now, this man, whoever he was, had information that I gave someone special treatment while turning others away to go back on the streets. This man could have me shut down immediately. So back to me being here in La Costa, I am in my rented black Lincoln town car with tinted windows. I'm watching his house. This lying bastard. He had me feeling so sorry for him. Making a fool out of me. That is really what hits home. I stalk him for three days, after work, so nobody expects anything. Every night he leaves around 9 p.m., and this night is the night. I follow him. He stops a few miles away because there's a slow leak in his tire, and it suddenly went flat. So, here he is, on the side of the road. I pull up right next to him as he's looking for the jack in the four-way tire iron I have taken out of his trunk. He opens my passenger door, thinking I'm a friendly citizen trying to help. There's not much crime in this neighborhood. So why would he think otherwise? As soon as he leans in, his face changes. He tries to back out, but it's too late. I grab his hair and pull him in, peeling away, forcing the passenger door closed. I put my Desert Eagle 45 to his head and tell him to just stay down on the seat. Don't move. Don't talk. Because I've heard enough out of his mouth. The next thing I do is unspeakable.